everybody i'm just gonna get set up on my end uh the pre-party is in another space so we'll uh we'll get them over here in the meantime i'm gonna get my main account up as a co-host and then we'll go from there how you doing maria happy friday uh actually doing pretty well i'm gonna say it. i'm really looking forward for today's space i think we have an amazing guest uh so much to learn I'm really intrigued about everything. I have to say, I love it. Like, I love the art. It's so fun. So, yes, just waiting here to start our NFT happy hour. Thanks, God. It's Friday. What a long week. So, yeah, doing good. Yeah, awesome. My side, everything fine over here. Um, just getting started as well and really looking forward to the space tonight and uh, looking forward to get to know y'all and the community yes and to spend some uh, nice time with you together thanks so much for accommodating the uh the time zone i know you're in europe like maria is that right yeah yeah we're central time uh central uh, european time here so it's uh right at midnight so i got some cozy cookies and uh, some little water and big uh very cozy in bed here but um yeah it's uh that's the case with uh like having global currency like digital decentralized currencies right <laughs> you're connecting everyone oh yes it is and uh you know M marie and i were among the first outside of the bitcoin community to start doing spaces focused on ordinals inscriptions brc20s and all that so it's been like i don't know it's been almost a year we 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 knew about inscriptions like around the time of nft nyc and um we ended up getting a good space going a couple of weeks later where we learned a lot and we, we streamed it to youtube actually the twitter space it's it's like the longest <laughs> the longest video on my youtube channel but i'm a content creator maria is an artist who has nfts on a bunch of different blockchains solana cosmos um she's been featured and nft nyc most recently nft paris why don't, you, why don't you tell us about that really briefly while people file in maria and we'll get and guys if you're in the audience please share this out we have a really super successful project from bitcoin here uh we'll talk about the specifics of it but maria why don't you give us a quick recap of paris well actually to nft paris i wasn't exhibited because to be honest i've been really bad i didn't even apply i think <laughs> Like this year is is oh, just started and I've been busy, but it was a vibe. Like it was my first time as well in Paris, which you know, to be honest, I don't know how because I'm from Spain. We are neighbor, but I've never been there, so I really enjoyed. Compared to NFT NYC, I have to say, like the main event was really well organized. I don't know, I love it. Also, you know, like having just two stages and the main one 
only one place rather than NFT NYC in where you have like the audience more split. And you could feel, you know, like it was more like filled with people, really amazing talks. Uh, I had the opportunity to also hear from very from Dead Fellas, from Paddy Penguin, Doodles, and so on. So it was really interesting. Uh, I really love it. Obviously, them, uh, as I said, I've been super unprepared. So don't be like me. I didn't sign up to any side events because I was like, well, it's my first time in Paris. That's going to also visit Paris. But in general, really, really nice. I'm more than ready for NFT NYC next month, which is feel crazy, right? Like it's just coming. Oh, yes, so, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. And um, I have to order a bunch of stuff. I'll be there. You know that. Um, I'm sure there'll be lots of, even last year, there were a bunch of inscriptions projects that had side events. I remember um, Taproot Wizards. We ran into them. Remember, in the street, we took a picture with them. They were all dressed up. I would love it if there was a Bitcoin puppets side event where everyone had to dress up like their puppet. I think that would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Yeah, that would be hilarious, actually. Um, so the puppets really, uh, yeah, they have a very strong mimetic appeal and a mimetic power and a community appeal. So, uh, yeah, also with uh, how degenerate they are and how, uh, like, let's say, uh, drug proposing they are, uh, that's going to be a good rave. There's there's going to be puppet raves around the world, I'm very sure, uh, at some point. Oh, my so, God. Are, are, are you... Um... Are you like a founder of the project or just like very active community member? Because I, I, I am quite an active community member, actually. I'm not involved with the founder directly, but that's also like quite of the quite part of the power of the project is there's no corporation behind it. There's not uh, a team. There's not even <laughs> a Twitter. So it's just a Twitter of the founder, actually. There's no official uh, Bitcoin Puppets Twitter. Um, and that's why it's basically a grassroots right. movement, right? Um, it's a very community-driven grassroots movement um, of uh, like people coming together, having fun, and enjoying the the spirit and the vibe of the art and the community, and uh, then creating something greater than uh, any team or corporation could just oh. by their, their own force, right? Yeah, so it's more guys, bottom, uh, bottom up movement. So most people probably don't know that much. There's just so much going on with Bitcoin. I have like the rankings up here for blockchains. Bitcoin has been like top two in NFT volume basically since I would say since the ordinals protocol went live and they were a couple of, you know, just a couple of good marketplaces and, and, and wallets for it. And Bitcoin puppets, correct me if I'm wrong. This was a free mint, right? You just pay the fees and that was it. Yeah, it was completely free mint. Um, it was uh, like uh, whitelisted to the opium holders. So there's like an OG collection called Opium, O-P-Y-U-M, um, uh, Ort Puppet, you know, Undocks Millionaire. Um, and this was like 777 uh, hand puppets drawn and inscribed in Bitcoin. And those were minted originally um, uh, quite early, I believe, in 23 um somewhere somewhere around spring i don't correct me if i'm wrong kilo my bro kilo just uh, jumping in here uh <laughs> and um then uh, the whitelist for the puppets got uh, like uh, sent out to the opium holders uh, five per opium that they held 
Um, so each opium holder could mint up to five puppets if they wanted to, without any promises behind it, um, as the puppets got launched at the start of this year. So the mint was, I believe, in January somewhere. Um, and I got like wind of it like a week after mint, and I was like, ooh, uh, Le Puppet Fu did like um, a 10K collection that's going to run. And uh, yeah, then actually like went in there and had since then never went back. Like I never got part of any uh, NFT community before. And it's just uh, different. It uh, feels different here to me. It's like wow. um, the, vi the vibes are just uh, that different and that fun. And I like myself, uh, I'm quite an ordinals OG. So I uh, got knowledge of ordinals and inscriptions in like February 23. Um, was like one month after after the ordinals genesis basically um and uh, zero inscription in december but then there was like a little time in between so i was quite early in there um didn't have a node so i couldn't inscribe but followed it and uh, as soon as the first inscription services um opened i also started to inscribe which was like um around the 150k mark a bit below so i didn't get into the first 100 but like cl close to it basically and um since then followed uh, ordinals very closely with the genesis of brc20s with the genesis of parent child inscriptions of recursive inscriptions of curse inscriptions uh, the whole tech behind it and um also followed uh, like different projects since then um and different developments around it different narratives and um yeah i'm basically full-blown ordinals maxi like i'm all in there <laughs> and it's very warm in here the water's warm it's cozy i wouldn't ever want to go back there into any other chain or any other um like space uh, i quite uh, believe I, bet, I mean bitcoin's quite unique and i when, when i first when i first heard of ordinals i didn't understand it too much i didn't understand why they were trading on a, on ethereum first of all i didn't understand the emblem vaults and all that it took me a couple of weeks and then when i finally understood inscriptions i was like wait a minute on bitcoin there's no DeFi, there's no staking there's no bonding tokens every bitcoin is basically um liquid so if there's like a, a meme or some kind of craze there's so much free capital to rush into that space in a short amount of time I better get me some inscriptions and just like, I don't even care what I, what I meant. I'm just going to get some. So I have a couple, like, you know, like a couple under a hundred K, but most of mine are between like a hundred K and a million, most of my inscriptions. But what I find amazing is that even though there are lots of collections, you guys were free mint. And now the floor price is like 13,000 us dollars with no promises. <laughs> yeah. That Must was kind of hilarious. It must feel good, right? <laughs> I mean, there's no there's no other return in crypto that you could just kind of say, oh, I like how this looks. And then a couple of weeks later, a couple of months later, you're like, oh, I have like, I have five of these. So now I have a whole Bitcoin for for free. It's pretty, pretty wild. And I, I for people that are listening, I'm in the Telegram. I got to say, like, in, in, in the Cosmos ecosystem, we got some people who are okay with memes, like Rekt Gang is pretty good at memes. and raccoons and all that they're pretty good but these guys that their telegram is like amazing in terms of just everything is a joke in the telegram it's just it's the when i'm at work i just scroll yeah. maria Mar are you in there you're not in there right maria 
No, actually, I was going to DM you like, please, I'm here for all the memes. Uh, I'm laughing and having fun, so I should be there. Like, I saw the sticker you share on the Cosmos Coffee House Telegram group, and I was like, okay, th- this is amazing. Yes. Like, uh, uh, plus, come on, like, look at them. Like, they're fun as hell. They're so bad. Like, all right, I'm not an artist. I don't know anything about art. When I look at these, I can't tell if they're pixel art. I can't tell if they're generative art. They're like so messed up that like they don't fit into any category. And that's got to be the appeal, right? Besides the community, of course. But like, well, it has to be they're, like they're drawn in MS Paint. Yeah. So there's like literally drawn in MS Paint uh, by yeah. a 12 year old autistic kid. That's like kind of the joke that Le Parfou just sniffed a whole lot of glue one night and then just drew them up. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, that that is part of part of the whole story of Bitcoin puppets is that they are not supposed to be worth anything. Like they're supposed yep. to go to zero from the start. And we are just failing miserably at that. I see at least four other creators in the audience and they're probably looking at this and they're like, wow, MS paint. Why didn't I think of that? (laughs) So I think there's a lot of more MS paint art, uh, rudimentary style uh, coming our way that just capitalizes on bad quality and memes. Um, And I think it looks good. It looks good and terrible at the same time. And it's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, I can I see the appeal. I don't know why you say terrible. Like, seriously, I, I, I found them so fun. I don't know. I love them. I, I see them cute, funny, different. M- Maria's got, like, she, her style has evolved since I've met her and she's done all these different collections and collaborations. I could definitely see Maria switching completely over to MS Paint. And, and doing, doing like this. Doing like I Lady... Would- do lady versions so of the puppets. Yeah, not you, gonna you could lie. do lady versions of the puppets. And if I have one puppet and one lady puppet, I could burn them and get a baby or like an egg or something. Maybe they lay eggs. I don't know. And this for the new hearers in the audience. This is what Joe tends to do on every space. Like he tends to put more work on me. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I invent, don't I invent be the surprised. Whole workload. Yeah, don't be surprised. Because I, I can't do anything. Like I, the extent of my artwork is um, the banner that I made myself. That's about it. And I did. I think I did that in PowerPoint. Anyway, um, kill you. Why don't you introduce yourself, man? You're up here. I, I, I'm sorry I made you wait for a while, but happy to have you join us. For me, Kill, you want to come up here and speak as well? It's it's like, optional. It's lovely <laughs> to option. join us. Yeah, it's optional. He's showing up as a speaker for me. Hopefully, he could uh, he could take the mic. Hello, guys. Can, can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah. We got you, man. Uh, nice yeah, I got you, bro. What's up, boys and girl? Maria, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Cosmos, too. So, yeah, I'm Kilu. I uh, just uh, you know, recently joined the uh, uh, the puppet community. I didn't have the chance to mint. I actually got bullied into buying one of these uh, fucking puppets. <laughs> <laughs> and, man, I'm never looking back since, and I'm not selling till we hit zero. So, I guess uh, hopefully soon. Uh, yeah, so I've uh, um, it's actually my first ordinal, the Bitcoin puppets, so my first ordinal, and wow, every other ordinal that I hold is something that I got either airdropped because of holding this puppet or just got whitelisted. So that's fucking amazing. Wow, no, that's pretty sweet. I mean, it must be nice to just pick your first collection as this and have it skyrocket, like just right. because it, I mean, it, I definitely see the appeal. I'm kind of joking that they look terrible. 
I haven't seen anything well, quite like do. this. But it's there's like a there's like a brilliance behind it, right? Like there's just something brilliant about it. But MS Paint, uh, there's probably a lot of artists in here probably pissed that they they didn't think of that first, or they're just in disbelief. I think disbelief is really. Imagine you're an artist, especially like a one of one artist, like how Maria started, like strictly one of one art. If you only went to paint earlier, Maria, you could have had that that 13k floor price. So I think a bit like what is really important to know is that this movement of Bitcoin puppets and this uh, development couldn't have happened on any other chain. Like it couldn't have happened on Ethereum, it couldn't have happened on Solana, it couldn't have happened on Cosmos or in any other chain. It had to happen on Bitcoin and it will continue to happen on Bitcoin to spring forth like big community movements that thrive upon the historical provenance narrative of Bitcoin and of the immutability of the data stored on chain. Um, the Bitcoin puppets fail so miserably at going to zero because an ordinal literally by technology cannot go to zero as there's a package of Satoshis that any ordinal is tied to. So, ah, the bane of our existence kind of, we try to go to zero so hard, but it's actually, actually almost impossible since every ord has just a few hundreds to a thousand or some sats, uh, some Bitcoin puppets, even 10,000 sats that they just are packaged and posted with. So <clears throat> just by the underlying Satoshi, um, it's very, 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 very hard for us to go to zero. And the recent month, the last month showed when Bitcoin broke the 60K again after, well, two very big bear, bear years that puppets just continued to pump on top of Bitcoin pumping, which I've never seen in this space before. And like, I'm like, I joined in 2020 and like, uh, from the class of 2021, basically. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've, I haven't seen something of the like that an NFT community was like accelerating that fast on top of the chain that was accelerating. And it shows that my thesis of the hourglass economy on Bitcoin blowing up through ordinals um, will become true in the upcoming halving and bull run that is just primed to happen, where the, the assets on Bitcoin will get as much traction as Bitcoin itself. So they kind of blow up in capital. Um, where like on ethereum we have like a one-to-one -one hourglass like all the assets on ethereum are basically like as together as much worth as the whole um capital of eth so like people try to get more eth they jump into a token or an nft or something a vehicle try to make profits on eth and then swap that into eth and cash out to get more of that base asset Bitcoin missed that until ordinals. And now we have this application, but also um, like asset layer on Bitcoin, native asset layer that just serves as a vehicle to make profit on Bitcoin, her like hermetically on the ecosystem without caring about the global market trends and without trading against non-native assets. Um, so that's why Bitcoin puppets could make profits and run away with like uh, up to, yeah, with, with uh, this kind of run we saw last month, even when Bitcoin did pump. Um, and it's a kind of quite a bullish indicator for me, uh, pre-halving. Yeah, and I think, you know, you mentioned that it's, 
it's basically the start well ordinals protocol is the start of native assets on bitcoin right and you mentioned that these can these can run even harder when bitcoin's running it's not like an opposite effect right um sometimes it's on e sometimes together. on eth you see eth kind of flatten out and then the erc20 tokens go up right th th they could definitely run simultaneously and probably they probably will until bitcoin has something resembling DeFi, where you do where they, now inscriptions themselves as like they're kind of like the nft communities on bitcoin kind of i know they're a little bit different but kind of the same they'll have to compete with DeFi at one point on bitcoin every day i'm learning about a new layer two a new protocol a new type of token new type of native asset that's changing the way bitcoin is used so collections like yours draw people in right and you go from zero to 12,000 floor price. But what's what's more important is even people that don't have one, it draws their attention to inscriptions, ordinals, and reminds people like, hey, Bitcoin is the real asset in the space. It's it's permanent, right? It's actually an institutional asset now. Even the United States likes Bitcoin now, right? So we're, we're, I, I really think that when I first understood ordinals, the first click for me was, oh, wait, there's native assets. And the second click was every single thing we have on Ethereum will end up getting on Bitcoin in about half the time. And I feel like that that's we're, we're watching that right now. And, you know, obviously the inscription communities, they make it fun at the same time. Hell yes, they do. And I feel with Bitcoin, we have different narratives than with ETH. So that is something one has to really understand when one evaluates the developments of the um, asset layer on Bitcoin is that. I don't fully agree with everything that we have on ETH will be run back. I think people will definitely try, but just by the narratives on Bitcoin and the technical limitations, certain aspects will be more pronounced than others. So I, for example, don't like people will try to do layer one DeFi. It's just going to be hard as heck to do that, like with a working decentralized and um, completely, uh, completely like, uh, running system that's not like clunky in a certain way or like feels like it's very uh, weighing down on fees or something but nft5 for example is working very very well we have liquidium.fi um which already like you can loan out a puppet right now right you can go to liquidium you set in a puppet you have someone else taking a loan for a few percent um or you can take a loan against the puppet of someone else and when they don't repay you get the puppet um so the nft file is working already quite well because bitcoin is by nature i mean nature peer-to-peer like ETH is a big computer, so like a big virtual machine that tries to um, have a very complex application layer and a smart contract layer. But Bitcoin didn't intend to do that in the first place, but it intended to be um, historically a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system. And that's exactly what we see in here. Like just the, the goods that were traded are not coffee or Starbucks coffee or burgers or everyday life goods, but actually on-chain assets that are now peer-to-peer -peer traded. And therefore, um, we also see the development of um, ordinals of this last quarter year, basically, that um, NFTs and uh, profile pictures and um, like digital identifiables um, and collectibles ran away from all the different token protocols that it, get established right now 
Um, there's still some very, very promising ones, like both runes and tap protocol in my eyes. But um, we saw BRC20s basically raise like a cometic star, meteoric star, the first fungible tokens in Bitcoin. And then it died down and crashed. But the profile pictures and the uh, digital identity that people formed, some brands that got created by different artists um, stayed and are here to stay and continue to be immutable on chain and tradable. And um, so I feel that these very easily peer-to-peer tradable assets like NFT-esque inscriptions um, are a way more to stay and has have more sustain over long term than certain protocol layers um, that try to do DeFi or try to um, do tokenization on Bitcoin fungibility. Um, where of course there are exceptions and certain fungible assets will also evolve where i especially in the um, in the digital matter theory framework that developed in the last month or two uh, i see like a very big um big potential for bitcoin and also fungible tokens on bitcoin plus if we get like a very uh, good utxo based uh, token protocol like runes that works natively together with ORT, but in parallel to ORT, the ORT client, like we will also have a, a good, a good like future towards fungibility on Bitcoin. But um, we have to understand when you look at Bitcoin that it was not necessarily built to have these applications like ETH does, like we don't have a BitVM, a Bitcoin virtual machine. There's different multiple approaches trying to do that. Like I can name like a few off the top of my head, uh, Satoshi VM, but Merlin chain, BitVM and so on. But um, I think that people actually don't take them as like they, they, they don't, um, they don't use them as much as um, I feel in my eyes, Bitcoin serves a different purpose. Um, and I feel also in the, in the eye of the people, Bitcoin serves a different purpose as providing historical immutability, uh, like, a, like uh, a vehicle for saving wealth, but also for digital provenance. So block space, it's it will be becoming more and more important what we put in the block space block space will be way harder to get by and therefore the digital provenance of being early in ordinals or being part of a big community movement um or creating that in ordinals will have um like a lot of value that is being drawn into this uh, historical narrative of bitcoin of being here to stay and a lot of capital is actually not like um, liquid for the on-chain asset layer. On Ethereum, lots of the capital um, is actually available to be put into smart contracts, to be put into staking, to be put into DeFi, to be put into different application layers, to be put into NFTFi. On Bitcoin, a lot of the big capital uh, that we have on Bitcoin is basically um, speculative, and long-term invested now flowing into the etfs and um, by institutional investors that have a very let's say conservative risk strategy and try to spice up their portfolios and therefore they won't invest into ordinals and into new speculative token protocols um, and a lot is also held by the mining industry which need to hold bitcoin to 
cover the costs, but also as the base base asset, basically. And I see the the um, the capital that is held in the mining industry more likely available to um, to be used, utilized, and used for um, on-chain applications and uh, crypto native asset, the crypto native asset layer on Bitcoin, um, than the traditional tradfi capital that's holding Bitcoin. So, the the capital you're referring to that's not going to be available for these types of uh, native assets it is mostly custodied because it's it's has to be held by institutions. A lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it. And and the mining industry, like you said, got it. Okay, that definitely makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Um, so onboarding the mining industry into the asset layer will become crucial because the tradfi capital you can't really onboard. Like as you said, they they are being held in custody by third parties or by uh, by um, escrow wallets and stuff. Um, and the the mining industry is more uh, like they, they are what drives Bitcoin. They are what drives the space. So onboarding them into the development is becoming or will be becoming crucial for ordinals to thrive, but also for, let's say, accelerated growth on protocol layers. Um, so is it okay if I talk about one token that actually would achieve that? Or is it uh, like, yeah. should we more focus on NFTs? No, no, so, you, you can talk about anything, really. I mean, um, it, it, it's, it's still related, so thank we you. can definitely talk about it, yeah. Yeah, I actually see that uh, we have a we have a viewer called Crypto N, um, Crypto of N, and I've uh, followed him like uh, a, a little around here, um, and we've met and matched basically in the last month over a beautiful kitten that he rocks as a PFP called a Natcat, and uh, these are called Natcats for uh, NAT stands for non arbitrary token, so this is like a new framework that is being developed called uh, DMT Digital Meta Theory where bitmaps were basically the first non-fungible assets following DMT. That is the idea. The, the idea is quite simple. We don't want to arbitrarily inscribe crypto assets. We want to create a digital substance that we infuse into them. So we use certain data patterns from the Bitcoin blocks to then inscribe um, and inscribe or mint certain um, assets that represent these patterns. And these hold a certain quality of the Bitcoin blocks themselves, therefore are of a certain digital substance. And this digital substance is, in this sense, real as it is referring to the ledger that energy was invested to, to create. Right? So um, the idea behind non-arbitrary tokens is then that we actually don't try to create artificially supply and demand of tokens and especially supply but we let the supply and the uniqueness of the different tokens uh, this is like the cats the nut cats are the first nfts that do that and um, we also have the first fungible token which is just called dmt minus nat so or short net nat um, and this token is the first fungible token that inscribes certain data patterns of the bits field of the blocks um, and therefore has an uh, a like a expanding supply as the first token of Bitcoin with an actual inflation, but also it's the first token that can be co-mined with Bitcoin and therefore will become after the halving. That's the speculation there. Um, a big resource for the mining pools to also subsidize the loss of uh, funds that they have after the halving. Right. So. 
um, this halving in April is going to be huge in the sense that we go from 6.25 Bitcoin to 3.125, uh, 175, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and that is like quite a big jump uh, in like uh, loss of uh, loss of fees, loss of uh, income, therefore. And the miners will have to look for income otherwise. Otherwise. Um, the inscription-based token protocols like BSC20s and the hype around them um, heighten transaction fees and ordinance in general heighten transaction fees on Bitcoin a lot. So I'm generally not really worried about the mining industry, but onboarding them into secondary assets that are tied to the ledger itself and that are basically being able to be co-mined and therefore um, help buffer the loss of uh, funding from the block rewards, um, I feel is gonna be an important one to onboard uh, onboard the mining community and mining industry into the native asset layer that is uh, created, being created right now. And with bitmaps, we couldn't do that as it's a non-fungible token that is being mined. So you cannot distribute that. But with NAT, the token um, is the first fungible token with like now it's sitting around 50 to 60 million market cap, I guess. But if that gets huge, or rather when the miner gets really attention to that or need to substitute their um, their returns, um, and this token is then being able to be front-run, co-mined, and um, then distributed over the mining pool to the different miners um, according to the hash rate that they, they generate. So... Wait, so you're saying is is this something that can be traded on the market, or is it? You said this is being co-mined with Bitcoin. Can you explain that yeah. just a little bit? Because, yeah, yes, of course. That's so, a lot um, different than BRC twenties that we've been following. Yeah, so in BRC twenties, you have like a certain set amount, right? You have an amount of, for example, twenty-one million and a limit of a uh, thousand per mint, and then you just mint until the token is minted out. E.g. Ordi, yeah? Ordi is the first BC20 token with exactly this metric, 21 million and a thousand per mint, and it minted out, and then there's no more of this token that can ever be minted as the token is deployed, the ticker is deployed, and it's minted out, done. Um, with NAT, um, the token was basically tied to the bits field to a certain data pattern called dmt.11.element of the bits field of Bitcoin, and this is basically like um, uh, has a certain like basically just uh, mirrors the bits field as a quantity of token for each block. And as the bits field um, declines, as the mining difficulty gets higher, as far as I've understood, um, then uh, there's being less token mined each block. Right now, we sit at around a 380 million token per block per 10 minutes, basically. Um, and that gives the whole supply of uh, net an inflation of about 4.5% uh, current year. That is de decreasing uh, about a half a percent a year uh, until 2040. So we have basically um, like a projection of the inflation of the coin. But also we have when we go to the past, um, when this coin got deployed, um, it minted out um, every single block. So there's like 830,000 mint inscriptions right now, basically, which are also being traded in the market as uh, like a little artwork piece with some colors attached to them. But um, what's, the, the market, what's the marketplace that you, you prefer to look at 
these tokens? I know Magic yeah. Eden's pretty good for the like the NFT type inscriptions, but what are some other marketplaces? So uh, this all these tokens were being made possible, like NFT tokens and DMT, uh, not DMT itself, but like NFT tokens were made possible by TAP protocol. It's like a uh, new token protocol improving on BSC20 introduced by track indexer and track the track core team and um there's also an airdrop going on for tap governance tokens so that's like also gonna be happening this year um but the tap protocol basically um uh, made possible so that these tokens can be more easily inscribed and have some more let's say um I'm not completely in the technical side, but they can have better quantities, uh, like better qualities of having additional information tied to a deploy function or to mint functions and stuff. So they make more complex applications possible. And um, tap tokens can, as far as I know right now, be traded over only two marketplaces. One is Ordinance Wallet, OW. The other one is mscribe.io. Um, mscribe.io. Um, mscribe is better for the more unique uh, nets, UNETs, um, whereas Ordinus Wallet, the fungible tokens are being able to be traded more. Um, we greatly hope that more marketplaces uh, like uh, get them listed soon, as that drives, of course, uh, adoption and uh, drives uh, comp like uh, comparability and stuff. Um, yeah, definitely the marketplace, especially for people that are coming from outside Bitcoin, it's easier for them to see something that looks familiar, like something that looks like an NFT marketplace, right? Because they, they've used OpenSea or Magic, and it, it definitely helps. And that's kind of when I when I got into it, because I didn't, I never understood. I'm like, my friends tell me, oh, these are Bitcoin inscriptions. I'm like, well, why the hell am I going to OpenSea? I don't understand. Why am I going to, why am I messing with MetaMask? And then when I finally clicked and I read about the emblem vaults, I was like, all right, this is really interesting, but regular people need some easy stuff with a Bitcoin wallet. And of course, certain Bitcoin wallets weren't, um, you could, you didn't have an, an ordinal's address. And now I guess there's atomicals wallets as well. So it's getting better. But it's still gonna be a, a little bit of a task to onboard, I think. Motherfucker screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ends, dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days, got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear, flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting knotters And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over the impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds, Fond Doing the morning, forming mycological bonds. Click the cap, yo, the road is highly involved. Flip a coin, diary falls. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come, first serve mentality, stuck in the fur.
herbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner They stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle Beats, tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasure under the dirt, we rape and plunder the earth. Say and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Ten spaces. <laughs>